let's hop into it and welcome our listener to How to Be a Better Dungeon Master, How to Be a Better DM. I'm your host, Justin Lewis, with host Tanner Wayland here. Say hello, Tanner. Hey, guys. <laughs> and uh, like always, we are here to help you craft better stories for yourselves and your players as you play D&D. Today is kind of a special episode. It's a, a new type of episode that we're going to start doing, and the idea for this actually came from Tanner, and so so major props to him because I think this is unique in the space. Before we get to that, let's talk about at least one announcement, and that is a big thank you to everyone who participated in the giveaway that happened last week. Uh, it was awesome seeing everyone kind of turn out, and uh, really, we're just really grateful for your support. We can't thank you enough. Uh, anything you want to add to that, Tanner? I mean, honestly... We just we just love what's happening and, and all the people that we get to interact with. So thank you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and the next announcement is that we're going to postpone all the announcements until the end of the show. So stick around for those extra tidbits. Uh, but let's get to the main meat of today's show, which is uh, dissecting the one shot that I hosted back in September. So Tanner's idea, and actually Tanner, you can explain it if you want. Uh, yeah, I just, I thought in terms of uh, how to be a better DM in general, uh, a big aspect of improving in whatever field you're in, and this isn't necessarily a field, but uh, whatever you're doing, peer review and commentary can really be a benefit. I know that everybody, you know, I, certainly for me, I feel like all 29 years of my life anytime someone's like giving me criticism it's been one really good for me two very hard to take <laughs> uh and that's why it's like that's why you know first things first we're going to be critiquing like past justin's like dming style right you would never want to do this to to a dm's face because that that's not the right place for it <laughs> uh it's it's not gonna come down it's not gonna go down smooth uh so what all i'm saying is uh, we thought that'd be a great idea to kind of look at this recording and you know comment on like what went well what you know what could have gone better uh and you know just our thoughts in general about uh, the dming approach um yeah exactly uh, a couple things i'd add uh the main goal of this is to cr uh like we said, craft the best story experience for the DM and the players. So we're not going to pull any punches. Uh, my feelings are protected within myself. Uh, nothing can get in my heart, right? Sticks and stones. Yep. Um, so Tanner, you know, let it rip. But with that said, we're not going to, you know, pick at things that are maybe aesthetic. Um, it, it's fine to share things like, oh, I, I would have done this because I think this is a cool idea. That's totally fine. But we're not going to say... You know, the color red in this instance is better than the color blue, unless for some symbolic reason that I'm not bright enough to see because I'm not a writer. But anyways, you know what I mean? Um, the whole point is to really say, hey, at this point, you missed an opportunity of highlighting character weakness by doing bleh or, or things like that. And the audio may or may not be particularly good or bad. Uh, this is a new thing. So bear with us if it is bad. Uh, and also, if we miss things, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, send us your insights. And uh, also in the future, if you'd like us to critique one of your dungeon and, and Dungeons and Dragons sessions, you could also reach out to us and maybe we could set something like that up. Uh, but 
yeah, I think that that's sounds, everything. Sounds and really good. but anyway, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and get started. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to play the clip of the one shot, and then if either of us have a comment, we'll just say, "Hey, can you stop that?" Or I'll just stop that. I guess Tanner, you tell me to stop it, and then I'll just Perfect. stop it if yeah. I need to. <laughs> Uh, and here we go. Might be in roll twenty. Yes, he is there. I'm also gonna skip ahead a little bit, trying to get to actual game play. Yeah, good call. Oh shoot! I hope. Uh, I think I'm. Thousand to three thousand people, depending on the day. Okay. It functions as also a location of trade for the neighboring regions. You and your companions walk the path that leads towards Autumn's Grace. And a slight chill hangs in the air. And though the sun has been up for hours, overcast clouds hang low in the sky. You come over the hill and you get a good look at the town as a whole. The town seems dour, as if something strange were on the wind. And here is where, cinematically, the camera would first get a glimpse of each of our characters as they crest this hill. So one by one, go ahead and describe what your characters look like and how they are walking this woodland path so first thought tanner um and i'd actually like to get your opinion on this because i'm i go back and forth so uh i first started my role-playing game career in the fantasy flight system specifically in star wars that's where i first played and in in that system specifically in the star wars system they encourage you to talk in terms of cinematic experience, including screen wipes and kind of things like that. Uh, <clears throat> in this one shot, that is the only moment where I kind of, or I think I might've done it at the end, but I'm pretty sure that's the only moment where I kind of talk in terms of cinematically, this is what you see. Um, what's your opinion on that? On that? Cause I, I kind of go back and forth. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, I love it. Um, I've seen, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, uh, live plays where um, some people do that and some people don't. Uh, I think that the, well, first off, I think that you did very well with uh, with the way that you presented the city. Uh, you had what seemed like, I'm assuming it was a prepared like paragraph about the city good. Because right. you can tell because it came out, uh, you know, it, would not, it wasn't halting. It, you know, really set a tone. Um, also the music was a a great, uh, great piece to that, to set the ambiance. Um, but I think in terms of the, like presenting it cinematically, it's like, okay, we pan across and we see each, uh, player as they crest the hill. Uh, I think that's great because people now think in terms of movies pretty often. And if you're just trying to set a tone as a DM, cinematics totally works, right? Like uh, the amount of times I've done like kind of like uh, i've like mentioned a little montage you know where i'm like okay Mm -hmm. so your player's doing this now if there's a montage what would it look like you know and 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 players recognize what i'm trying to get across and in many ways it helps them express themselves in a way that frankly being like okay i do this and then i do that and that you know it doesn't it doesn't work as well right yeah i do like the montage aspect especially um i think that might be something that people could use a little bit more, especially in travel. Um, I I kind of dislike travel and it could be easy to be like, all right, uh, in a travel montage, what are two or three things that each of your characters might do in this week long sequence or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, using 
essentially camera angles to describe you know what you see i think that it helps players understand when you're trying to be comedic understand when you're trying to be more thriller or horror like when those are the kind of things you're trying to evoke um it's like oh you find out what the player's doing and then you say hey let's uh let's surprise them but not surprise them by being like okay you're sneaking and then this instead you could be like okay you're sneaking as you go uh, as you press your back to the corner the camera pans to the right and there's eyes you know like (laughs) you can really play with that a lot but anyway i don't want to hold up too much but great point sure yeah i think the last thing i would add is uh if you are going to use this method stay consistent with it throughout your session or, or your dming experience don't waffle back and forth or don't use one instance like me uh, and then just go, go to normal play or whatever. Um, I, I think it, it makes for a little bit more uh, continuity. Yeah. So continuing. So uh, Isaac um, is a classic ranger archetype and he has this uh, brown and green model sort of cloak drawn up in his head long bow strung over his back, a shield underneath that. He carries a scar uh, from one side of his face down to the chin uh, on the other side. Um, bearded, weathered, um, older, perhaps in his 40s, maybe even 50s. He's got that sort of timeless grace. It's hard to tell what his age is. Um, a sword, short sword strong to his hip. Um, a rather hefty backpack filled with the accoutrement of survivalist all right i gotta talk about uh the the dungeon master right now ah so biggest problem is the dungeon master did not fix the audio beforehand so in in my opinion the music's a little bit too loud Uh, and that's you know that could be result of the software i was using however that's still my responsibility. And at this moment, one of my character, one of my players is describing his character, which is probably, you know, if you're a one shot, like I am with players who have never been together, it's like the moment where each player gets to be like, I reveal how cool I am. And here I am not even freaking paying attention, typing, and you can actually hear the typing. So it's obvious that I'm not paying attention, uh, failure on this. So, Definitely. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, I think, especially in a world of streaming, which a lot of us are playing games that way, we don't realize that, you know, we have to think about etiquette, you know, mm-hmm. uh, online etiquette. And, and frankly, as a, as a DM, I totally get why you're typing because I'm like, oh, he's probably typing <laughs> up the character description and things like that, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if you were, but I'm assuming. Um, and... And it kind of makes me think, I'm like, you know what, as a DM, really, even if we're at a computer, we should be having like pen and paper, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, it just at least for taking ongoing notes. And then you can uh, update a, a Google Doc or something later, right? Yeah. But at least for the session, you know, go just the most quiet <laughs> option that you can uh, so that you can still take notes, but you're not going to, you know, disrupt the player. As far as the audio yeah. stuff, I think that's, you know, that's just kind of a modern problem, like, of having to figure out the balance there. So I, I don't really knock you for that, um, since it's more experiential that way. 
Sure. I only knock me because I could have muted myself, which is an obvious fix. Um, and I could have worked on the audio prior to the, uh, the one shot. Um, other than that, though. <clears throat> Continuing. Yeah. He walks kind of um, the leg jaunt at his step today. Yeah, I'll go. I, th- I think calling people out by name is a good way to speed that up. Um, just a simple yeah. point. You know, especially if you're not very, you know, even if you are friends, like, or like very well and comfortable with each other. Um, it just helps if you as a DM are like, okay, your turn, your turn, your turn. You know, it just speeds it up. Same as for combat, yeah. you know. Anyway. No, I think that's a very important point. Especially <clears throat> in this instance, uh, these are players who have never played with each other. They're still trying to figure out kind of the, not the natural pecking order, but the, the flow of conversation, you know, who generally speaks, who doesn't. Um, it would have been excellent for me to step in and be like, okay, you next. Oh, and after you is, you know, I think that would have been a very useful way to, to help them. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Anyway, a small point, though. <clears throat> and honestly, I, I think this is a good juncture, while this is loading, to also add uh, one of the feedback, one of the bits of feedback that I got uh, from this, this one shot was uh, from Rob. Uh, he's in the bottom left there. <clears throat> he said that for things like this, it might be beneficial to open up before the one shot kind of a, a a chat room or you know let your players talk together get to know one another strategize a little bit and kind of have sort of a session zero almost where they get to yeah. know each other and each other's strengths and weaknesses and things like that um, yeah kind of like almost like a little uh metaphorical uh bar room or in yeah. you know like table for them to kind mm-hmm. of like essentially just get to know each other uh, build some of that camaraderie even if it's like we think about like oh that's wasting time you could spend five ten minutes tops out of a three-hour mm-hmm. session and you're good you know like and that's like already improved the atmosphere a whole lot yeah i think rob's absolutely right about that let's see if it's loaded now try refreshing okay uh Let's see. Uh, 301. Let's hope we're I'm refreshing the page now. Yeah. I, also, this I is going to take you. a while, guys. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Seriously. Sorry, guys. I, I don't know about you, but refreshing pages for me is always like a crapshoot. I'm always like, is this going to destroy everything, you know? That I care about and love? Yes. Yes, I do now. And so um, far. <laughs> oh, gosh. Red carpet. What's up? By the way, Riverside. It's an awesome service, guys. Yeah, it is. All right. Mm. So let's see. It's loading still. Yeah. So um, uh, also, like, for these players, do you feel like they uh, – did you have a second to, like, talk with them before you started recording? Yes. Um, or maybe not. I want to say yes. Uh, no. Actually, yep, I'm I'm very sure that I, I did not. I started recording, and then I kind of explained things to them briefly. 
Um, so that's another thing that probably could have been better. Specifically in an online format, you definitely want to take time to talk to your players and say, hey, this is how things are going to go. Um, in preparing them, I could have said, hey, make sure you have headphones, make sure you have a microphone, um, just all the, the technical aspects of it, you know? Yeah, honestly, great idea. Let's see if this one works now. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a little bit before. Um, <clears> 1,000 <throat> to 3,000 people, depending on the day, okay. and functions as also a location of trade for the neighboring regions. You and your companions walk the path that leads towards Autumn's Grace, and a slight chill hangs in the air. And though the sun has been up for hours, overcast clouds hang low in the sky. You come over the hill and you get a good look at the town as a whole. The town seems dour, as if something strange were on the wind. And here is where, cinematically, the camera would first get a glimpse of each of our characters as they crest this hill. So one by one, go ahead and describe what your characters look like and how they are walking this woodland path. So uh, Isaac um, is a classic ranger archetype, and he has this uh, brown and green model sort of cloak drawn up in his head, long bow strung over his back, a shield underneath that. He carries a scar uh, from one side of his face down to Chin on the other side, um, bearded, weathered, um, older, perhaps in his 40s, maybe even 50s. He's got that sort of timeless grace. It's hard to tell what his age is. Um, a sword, short sword strong to his hip. Um, a rather hefty backpack. Told with the accoutrement of a survivalist. That kills me. And, uh, <laughs> I have walks. to say, it kills me. The light jaunt in his step today. Just let All right, it. Who's yeah, next? I'll go. Uh, Perfect. Uh, the same spot. Freaking A. Mm. Well, we got three minutes in. Maybe if I if I just move it forward. That always works, right? <laughs> uh dear. Oh, heavens. Easy. Easy Wait. money. This is my cape. I'm uh, carrying a uh, big greatsword, two-handed greatsword, um, and um, got long black hair, uh, kind of in a mullet, and uh, piercing green green eyes, um, and walking very steady. Uh, I'm a barbarian paladin, so I'm very you know watchful of my surroundings, careful you know to watch out for my teammates, just kind of kind of trying to take everything as well. Excellent, uh, and then. Chaz, you want to go ahead and, and uh, describe what your character yes. looks like? Yes. Um, not you drow, more you the got shadow type elf, slim and figure, the very. Did you want to say something? No, I was just saying that you got it eventually. That you uh, called him out. You were like, "Hey, Chaz, you want to go?" I was like, "You're learning." Yeah, even <laughs> even mid session, you can learn. Also, I do have to say. The characters that they came up with uh, are really cool. I, I really did enjoy oh, yeah. their characters. So I know. Monastic looking traditional clothing. Um, a 
longer sword than what you would normally probably see on a standard fighter. Relatively short hair, disheveled, very curious about the world. Um, very simplistic overall look, friendly, and willing to talk to anyone. And you notice he kind of keeps everyone at an arm's length. He never lets anyone too close. Hello, this is Tanner, and I wanted to introduce you to the character I'm playing for a live play D&D campaign on the Pact and Boon podcast. His name is Wolfgang Kainstotter. He's a dampier, meaning his father was a vampire and his mother was a human. He was raised in a noble family of vampires that specializes in providing mercenaries for both nobles and criminals, which is where he learned his skills to become a ranger, at least when he wasn't being bullied by his half-siblings. All that changed, of course, when he got sent to the Nine Hells of Calignos, where our story begins. If you'd like to follow along with our adventures, please check out our new live play podcast, Pact and Boon, when it comes out this Friday, the 5th of April, 2024. Go to sessionzerostudios.com forward slash Pact N Boon to get more info. We are so excited to share our adventures with you. I love it. All right, and then um, Tony, you want to go ahead and uh, describe what your character looks like? Sorry, I I don't have. Go ahead. Um, So, uh, I I love I love their descriptions. One thing that I think, uh, like as a listener. Um, that I think a, a DM couldn't really do is having like a question. I want like drag it on mm. by having like after each person introduces, you know, asking a question about them. It could be topical about like, oh, you just were practicing active listening and then you just noticed like, oh, they mentioned this thing. Let's ask them about that. Or I would probably go with the very simple like, okay. If if someone noticed your player, what's the first thing they'd notice? Um, and that kind of helps the other players, I think, as well. Like when they're interacting, kind of like it's something to hold on to in terms in terms of an image, you know? Yeah, uh, especially you know as I was listening to myself, uh, and I, I do this a lot. Someone says something, and then I'm like, "Excellent, next topic." And I I don't really have a transition. Uh, Using your technique in this instance, I've set the scene. There's a hill they're cresting over. The weather's dour. They're getting a glimpse of the city. It's easy. It would be easy to be like, and what is Isaac or or how does Isaac react to this foul weather? And then that's that's like a micro role play, you know, where you show Isaac doing something. And then how does Chaz's character, I forgot his name. How does Chaz's character what's his expression when he sees the town or something like that. And you kind of give like a micro role play session for each of these. And I, I think that's yep. a really good way to like envelop them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. On my camera, I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. <clears throat> um, I am a, a white foot halfling. Uh, I have long, dark black hair. Uh, dark, dark brown, sorry. <laughs> uh, gray bush uh, 
eyes, uh, I'm about three foot tall, uh, quite young, uh, uh, I'm a kind of a, a go-to, ready-to-go personality, uh, I'm eager to jump in, uh, into any action needed, uh, I, I like to be quite uh, sneaky in my ability, as I'm a, a rogue <coughs> class. <coughs> Excellent. Alright, and the cinematically the camera would see the party crest this hill and really take in the city. Uh, a lot of you have come from larger towns and seen cities that boast grandeur, and Autumn's Grace is nothing really to to speak of. It's it's quaint, it's small, um, and without any preamble, you you decide to enter town. And as you slowly make your way to the edge of town, you see a figure in a maroon shawl waiting for you. As you approach, the woman appears to lower her hood, and she says, uh, <clears throat> "Isaac, I could not be more glad to see you here." Please come with me to my home and I will explain everything. Isaac, you remember that the woman's name is Teresa and she is dear friends with you from a long time ago. And she's actually the one who sent you the message explaining that certain strange things were happening in the city. She asked you to bring your party and to investigate the city and she now leads you towards her small home. Um, and, and, and she's asking about the travels and, and, oh, I hope you did not get rained on. And as you as you walk through the town, you see that it is it's very small. You know, um, roofs seem well kept though dirty. Um, it's it's nothing special. And and at one point she does, oh please excuse me. There's the mayor. I would like to go speak to him. And she kind of darts off across the street, leaves you waiting. And and you see she she walks up to a a dwarvish fellow, um, you know, bald head, red beard, fairly portly, and. Uh, you know, they, they start speaking and uh, the, the, the mayor seems to gesticulate fairly, you know, very widely. And he seems somewhat animated. He finally walks over with her to you and he says, Oh, hello, adventurers. Uh, it's very nice to meet you. I am the fine mayor of this town. Uh, you can call me Chomsil Manting, Mayor Manting, if, if you will. Uh, and Teresa here, she has spoken to me of of her, her theories and, and the strange happenings here, and, and be, do be assured that we are investigating these happenings, but I would be very happy to have your assistance. Um, I do not know much more than what Teresa has told me, which is presumably what she has or will tell you, um, but please, if you need any help, reach out to me, or you can also reach out to Constable Brogan. Uh, he is the man I've set to investigate this ordeal. Now, if you excuse me, I must be on my way. And welcome to my fine city of Autumn's Grace. And he, he gives you a low bow and then proceeds on his way. Uh, and Teresa then leads you to her home, where she then proceeds to cook you breakfast, because it is earlier in the morning. And uh, she starts cooking breakfast and, and making eggs and things. And she says, now, my friends, I I'm sure that you have... So two thoughts. One, my chair is super squeaky. And uh, 
as an online DM, that is important because uh, as the DM, you're going to be talking more than anyone else. So you need to, and, and you naturally gesticulate and all that thing, those things. Um, I think it would be worth it to find a better chair or a less squeaky chair or some, somehow fix it. So that way, every time you move, you're not hearing, you know, distracting uh, noises that kind of pull you out of the immersion. Second note is back when I described Teresa and her connection to Isaac, uh, I simply said, oh, Isaac, you remember Teresa from long time ago. I think that was a missed opportunity to say, or, or maybe kind of paint a little bit more of the character of Teresa and say, oh, Isaac, you know Teresa from long time ago when you met her in a small village outside of the, the Grand City the grand city of so-and-so, and there she was teaching a small class of, of younglings uh, primary school or something, you know, just kind of tell you a little bit about her just simply by establishing that connection a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that. Um, in terms of the chair, I, I didn't notice it personally. Uh, maybe it's because I was just listening, which which is a great thing, <laughs> you know. When you already know what you're going to say, you're noticing the chair more. For the rest yeah. of us who who don't, including the players, we're not focusing as much on that. Um, but, of course, you know, always something to think about. Uh, I agree. I think here's the thing. With campaign, with one-shots, you there there's kind of a requisite amount of exposition, right? Same, same as in bigger ones, but with one shots, it's like, Hey, if you want them to get to the action, then you can't really do the natural, you know, not exposition heavy, Mm -hmm. you know, thing. You kind of need a uh, maiden Butler scene is, you know, what they kind of call it, uh, where, you know, they're just like, Oh, this is what's happening and yada, yada. Um, Mm -hmm. However, I feel like with this, I, I thought that you were doing really well uh, leading into it. I saw some missed opportunities. Uh, one, I think I would have waited on the mayor, or I would have... Honestly, I probably would have waited on the mayor for either one of two opportunities. I would have started out with being like, Hey, um, Isaac, so happy to see you. Also, good job on the voices. Um, Thank you. <laughs> But I would have kind of been like, oh, Isaac, you know, or do your suggestion of kind of, you know, another option. If you don't want to tell the player how their character knows uh, Teresa, another option is like, okay, your character has known Teresa uh, since you were a child. uh, And I'm going to and then let them know. It's like, I'm going to give you a little bit of leeway here. Uh, How did you know her? You know? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe it'd be even fun. I had the idea. I was like, it'd be fun to be like, okay, was your character ever romantically involved or, (laughs) or, you know, or anything like that? Um, like how would you describe your relation? Like give them some creative license. Cause it's Mm -hmm. not like they're going to go crazy. Right. Um, at least you hope not, but just be like, Hey, you're friends with her. How are you friends with her? I want to get your kind of opinion then I think that gives them a chance to create. But I kind of digress. I think the mayor could have been held off until like breakfast and like have breakfast happen and have like a good actual interaction where the players start interacting, um, start asking questions. And then maybe as they're leaving, they run to the mayor. So they've like had a chance to 
kind of ask her and do that. I would honestly even maybe space it out a little bit more. Like, cause I, I know how this adventure goes, uh, cause I've played with you before, but, um, they could go to one of the locations and then on yeah. their way back, they run into the mayor then, right? You don't have to introduce everybody at the start. You can, and there's ways to do that. But if you feel like you're too exposition heavy at the start, just, you know, you can space it out. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's a good idea. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to figure out a way to like, okay. For, if you're listening, spoiler alert. Um, if I ever, if you ever play this one shot with me, um, I was trying to kind of get them to start being like, oh, that mayor's kind of untrustworthy, and trying to like point them towards the mayor. But I, I do think I, you're I right. You doing that, yeah. Like the smoking <laughs> gun. You were, you were like, kind of exactly. like, exactly. Oh. You know, I, I like, saw hey, you trying to do he's, that. Yeah. He's a shifty guy. But, but uh, you're definitely right. You know, <clears throat> in they could either meet the mayor on the way to or from one of the first places they investigate. Yes. Um, almost seeming like they're, he's going in a similar direction. So you're like, you kind of wonder like, wait, was he going to that place? Was he not? Um, yeah. I think the placement of the mayor would be, would be a, a better way to restructure that. Cause that could also, my idea was at each of the, the locations they investigate, they find clues uh, and instead of finding a clue, they could simply run into the mayor before or after, and that could start to arouse suspicion towards the mayor. Um, I think that's a good good point. Yeah. Okay. Especially because, like, the clues are, in my opinion, somewhat contrived. So just meeting the mayor might be a lot easier. And yeah, better. if he's coming from, like, the farmer's house or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we have reached our time limit for today, so uh, we will have to do this again, uh, yeah. well, depending on what you guys think about it. Yeah. Um, uh, any uh, last words, Tanner? I mean, I guess uh, this is kind of an ongoing thing. I, I don't think we'll be able to cover everything in the future. And yeah. also, anybody who's, you know, this is our first time, we're getting used to, you know, uh, <laughs> playing these videos and then pausing it and everything. Uh, thanks for setting that up, Justin. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the future, we plan on making it a little bit smoother so we can, like, jump oh, to yeah. specific parts or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's impossible to cover everything because we can always be better and there's always things that you did well that we can look at and mm-hmm. we'll get to it. But there's a chance we don't finish all of this, uh, this specific one shot, but we'll keep doing this kind of thing, you know, um, yep. if you guys enjoy it because I've enjoyed it. I think it's kind of a very practical way to approach it. Oh, yeah. I, I like it, too, because it does allow me to look uh, in kind of a, a third-person perspective at the one-shot. Um, you know, when you, when you create it, you're like, yeah, this is great, or, or yeah, this is terrible, but seeing it this way, it's a lot better. Um, and actually, on that note, Tanner, and moving into our announcements, we're going to keep kind of doing these dissection. We need to come up with a better name for it, but uh, critiques, maybe, uh, of, of this one-shot until December, because that's when... Uh, you'll be doing the next one shot. Uh, oh, sorry, let me back up. We had a one shot in October, but that was a guest host. We have a one shot in November, which is also a guest host. And then there's the one shot in December, which will be you. And I don't think, um, I, I, I don't want to critique other guest hosts because they're nice enough to come on and be our yeah, guest exactly. host. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on that note, listener, if you want to sign up for the next one shot, 
Uh, it will be on November 19th uh, at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, I believe. Uh, and we have a couple spots left, and it's free. Uh, so go to betterdungeonmaster.com slash one dash shot. The host is Rob from Dungeons, Dragons, and Psychology. We've had him on the podcast before. He's an excellent Dungeon Master, been doing this for years. And honestly, I'm really stoked to see what comes out of it. Um, so again, betterdungeonmaster.com slash one dash shot. The next big ask we have is for you to, you know, give back for all that we've done um, all, all the episodes that we've created and all the help that we've done. And the simple way that you can do that is by going to betterdungeonmaster.com slash feedback and actually giving us your opinion. Um, you know how people say p- opinions are like feet. Everyone has them and they stink. Uh, that's not true. We want your opinion. We want to know what you think, uh, what problems you're facing as a dungeon master that we can help solve. So again, go to betterdungeonmaster.com slash feedback and, and give back for, for what we've done in creating this by allowing us to help you become a better Dungeon Master. Um, I think those are all the announcements. Tanner, do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listener? Uh, no. I, I mean, we'll certainly see you before then, but I uh, hope you're all excited for the holidays, because I am. <laughs> that, that's, all, that's all I got to throw that out there, because I'm stoked. I hear you. Uh, it's like every year... Like around October, I'm like, oh, Christmas seems like such a chore. And then like October finishes and I'm like, wow, I'm excited for Christmas. It's, it's funny how that I, happens. I know. This this year is going to be interesting. Kirstie and I, we've already put up decorations. And, and for the listener, we're recording this, uh, you know, in early November. And that never happens. <laughs> Kirstie's like, my, my wife is very much like, hey, we don't touch Christmas until after Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. we're changing that this year because we're actually moving into our, our new, you know, house in, in December. And so that's going to be just, uh, oh, what a good time. Just mixing the busiest <laughs> time of the year with, uh, with just moving. That's, that's going to be a party. But, <laughs> but we're excited. Christmas spirit all up in here. Love it. Heck yeah. Moving sucks. Uh, Christmas is, is better. So, uh, you, you got that looked forward to. So, um, yeah, thank you, listener, for being here, and thank you for supporting the show. We'll be back next week with another amazing episode. But until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week.